Dr. Amalia Gonyas Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us today is the Ambassador of Finland to South Africa and non-resident Ambassador of Finland to Botswana, Lesotho and Mauritius, Anne Lamila. Some of her previous appointments include ambassadorships in Mexico, Cuba, Haiti and Central America. She has also served in Washington, USA, as well as St. Petersburg, Russia, Paris, France, Madrid, Spain, to mention a few. Welcome to the show, Ambassador. Thank you, Amaleya. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to be in this show, which I consider to be a very important show. In the introduction, I mentioned some of the different countries that you've served in. Your experience in foreign service has really taken you across the globe, and it now sees you taking on a portfolio in Africa. Please, can you share with us two or three important landmarks in your career? Yes, uh, the first one was that I was chosen, uh, I was admitted to the foreign ministry. To become a diplomat is uh, relatively difficult in Finland. And uh, considering my background, uh, I, I thought it was splendid because I come from a modest family where my, uh, I was one of the first uh, highly educated persons. Uh, the second one, I think, was uh, when I was chosen to become deputy chief of mission in, in our embassy in Washington, which, of course, is a very important embassy. I was the first woman in that post. And uh, it kind of showed that uh, things had changed at that time, that uh, for women, there were more opportunities. Can you tell us why it's challenging to be a diplomat in Finland? I think it's not uh, very much challenging right now. But at the time I uh, entered into foreign ministry, uh, there were far less women than, uh, than today. There were one or two, three maybe, altogether, and all the other uh, ambassadors were men. So in that sense, uh, uh, it was challenging. But nowadays, uh, we are uh, roughly half of the diplomats are women and half of the ambassadors are women. So uh, we have uh, come, come quite far. That's a great point of gender parity, which Finland is renowned for, and we'll unpack a little bit later into the conversation. I have to ask you, in terms of the different regions of the world that you've gone across to, was the opportunity to serve in Africa part of your wish list? It certainly was. Uh, I have served most of my career in, uh, in Latin America or with uh, countries. I mean, I was director for Latin America and the Caribbean for a long time. I was based in, in, uh, in uh, St. Petersburg in, in the U.S., but uh, now uh, in Finland, the seeking for posts is an open process. So uh, after St. Petersburg, uh, being uh, general, consul general there, I, uh, I applied to become ambassador in Pretoria. 
that was one of my dreams to to get to know a new continent, a new country. And uh, South Africa is a very important country to Finland. So I was honored that I was chosen to become ambassador here. Now that you're here, you represent not just South Africa, but Botswana, Lesotho and Mauritius as well. Can you tell us about some of the objectives that you want to accomplish during your term? Well, uh, one of them is to make Finland more known in these countries. There is a glorious past uh, in the sense that Finland was one of the countries that uh, was um, fighting together with southern African countries against apartheid. But this memory has uh, somehow faded. I I think uh, the younger generation doesn't know Finland very well, and I would like uh, them to know Finland better. I think Finland has something to offer to to these countries, some uh, experiences to share, and uh, we are very willing to cooperate with, uh, with Southern African countries. We just approved in January the Finnish strategy on on Africa. And the idea is to make uh, normal, uh, good relations with everybody. Uh, We used to have this uh, development cooperation um, uh, relation with most of the countries, but now we really want to put more emphasis to to strengthen our, our ties and uh, and have much more um, more um, things to do together. So that's uh, that's my aim to strengthen the political and economic ties. And I, I have a fantastic team in my embassy, so I'm I'm sure we can make it. Thinking about that dynamic, I also think it's so important in the the shaping of a country's future and an economic outlook. So moving from the stage of of developmental status and onto an entity which is going to be a country that's equipped to to trade on a a better footing, joining forces together in collaborative efforts. I totally agree. And uh, one of our aims is also uh, to have uh, more collaboration between our universities because Finland is a, a small country and we need to have uh, more understanding on, uh, on what's happening in the world. And we, uh, we want to uh, invite uh, young African students and young African uh, uh, researchers to come to Finland and to enrich our academic community. And uh, having, having done that, then they can return back to, to Africa and uh, enrich uh, the academic community in, in Africa. So that's kind of a two-way process, and we both benefit of that. And if I'm not mistaken, Finland is quite progressive in terms of developing education methodologies. And I personally believe that we can't get anywhere into, well, progress if we don't have a substantive educational background? Well, uh, here too, I totally agree. I would say that uh, education has been the uh, secret of Finland becoming, uh, from being one of the poorest uh, countries in Europe at the end of uh, 19th century. We had famine where 10% of people died 
Nowadays are in a position that we are one of the most uh, wealthiest countries and most equal countries where really everybody has got a chance to become whatever they want. And education has uh, has been uh, vocal in this. Uh, we had uh, the law on uh, free education for all uh, in 27. So that was, by the way, a female minister who, who pushed for that. Whilst we're on the topic of, of female ministers and the impact that they have on, on shaping respective sectors, do you have any particular programs that are going to address women's development in the four countries that you serve? Uh, yes, we do. We have some regional programs. Uh, one is Southern Africa Innovation Support Program that has been going on since 2020. 12. There we have had a focus on uh, female innovation makers. In general, uh, women's and girls' empowerment, uh, improving their status is uh, in the core of the Finnish foreign policy and in the core of our development policy. So everything we do, we always have this uh, focus on, uh, on women and girls. So uh, the size program, uh, it has this component. Then we have uh, uh, environmental and energy program, EEP Africa. And that's a program where renewable energies uh, are in, enhanced. Um, actually, that was a program that was created uh, by me and my, my um, my team, while I was a director for Latin America and the Caribbean, so uh, we found out that in Central America there was a lot of potential for renewable use of uh, renewable energies, and so this program uh, went very well, and it was type of uh, copied to other parts of the world, and now uh, it's been going on in uh, Africa, in uh, southern and East Africa. So uh, here too, uh, uh, we have. Um, this uh, focus on, on women. We are encouraging uh, women uh, uh, in, in their, their companies to, to take on, uh, on uh, renewable energies. Then we have uh, funds for local cooperation. And there, this year we, uh, we had the winners. It's a two year program. We chose the winners last year. And uh, we have uh, companies like WOMHAP, uh, we have ICLE Africa, we have FETOLA. For example, in WOMHAP, the, the theme is circular economy. So uh, WOMHAP uh, have a circular economy incubator. It's been designed to support South African women entrepreneurs in science, technology, engineering, manufacturing, that's STEM. So we bring together Africa, South African women entrepreneurs, actually ecopreneurs, an entrepreneur focused on creating and selling environmentally friendly products and services, and uh, uh, support them in their early stage businesses. Also, Fitula is, uh, is very interesting. They are working in, uh, in Cape Town. It's known that uh, women entrepreneurs get much less resources than uh, uh, their male counterparts. So we really need to encourage women to be entrepreneurs and support them in, in all ways. 
And uh, Fitula has been very, very successful. Actually, uh, after 15 years of uh, supporting uh, startups, uh, more than 90% of them are still alive, which is really a, a very good achievement. Those are great programs. And what I really like about them is that they're moving ahead with the times. It's thinking about aspects of sustainability, looking at the environment. And as you mentioned, it was about ecopreneurs. Yes, uh, that's exactly uh, what the situation is. And uh, as uh, uh, South Africa is heading towards a circular economy, it's important that uh, women are part of uh, that process. And many times they have uh, uh, very good ideas on how to do that because women are always in the family, the ones who, who take care of the economy. And uh, I mean, they are not wasting uh, resources. So, so uh, it's a great, great idea to go, uh, go forward. To wrap up this section of collaboration and growth, what would you say do you anticipate that some of the learnings will be that you take away from your time in the African continent? I think they are, there are going to be a lot of learnings. Uh, I think what, is, what has uh, struck me is that uh, all uh, people and women that I have met, uh, they are full of hope and uh, rightly so. Uh, there might be big challenges, but uh, in many cases, uh, I see that women work together and they uh, share uh, their experiences and uh, they support each other. And uh, that's really a must in this uh, world, which is still dominated very much by men. So women uh, tend to, uh, to stick together and help each other. And that's, uh, that's something important that I, I really want to take with me. Although personally, I have been doing that myself, but uh, I see that uh, sometimes in, in my country or in Europe, uh, uh, there are also uh, female persons who tend to act like a man, <laughs> to put it bluntly, but uh, I, I don't think that's the way to go. You need to be a woman, and then at the same time, you have qualities that uh, make you become somebody who, who, can, uh, who can change the society and who can uh, create a lot of jobs and, uh, and be creative. I just heard that uh, here in South Africa, there is also an app for those persons who want to work uh, maybe uh, part-time or more time, like in... Um, uh, households uh, taking care of children or cleaning up or wh whatever work there is and uh, the app uh, puts together those people who need help and those people who need jobs and that's uh, that's a wonderful example of uh, what has been done in Africa and uh, in South Africa so <laughs> I think uh, we, we would need uh, that type of uh, app in Finland as well. Yes, having that mutual benefit between those who are seeking work and those who have the, the jobs to, to fulfill. Hi, I'm Zonke Digana, a South African Afro-soul musician, songwriter and producer. 
You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Today, we're talking to the ambassador of Finland to South Africa, who is also the non-resident ambassador of Finland to Botswana, Lesotho and Mauritius, and Lamila. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Ambassador, gender equality is an ongoing struggle. President Nelson Mandela once said, freedom cannot be achieved unless the women have been emancipated from all forms of oppression. You have been active in various gender and women's structures, such as serving as the ambassador at large for global women's issues and gender equality in the Ministry for Foreign Affairs of Finland. Can you tell us briefly about this division in relation to women? Yes, I can. So um, I was coming back from Mexico and uh, I was offered this job to become uh, ambassador at large for global women's issues and gender equality. I was hesitating, but um, the, I, I then uh, agreed. Uh, the idea was that um, we, uh, Finland as a country, uh, we are convinced uh, that it makes uh, all our citizens to uh, build the country. So uh, Finland has really benefited of uh, women being part of uh, our political life since uh, 1907, part of our economic life about from that time. Uh, and uh, women are becoming uh, as a part of uh, all, all, all uh, fields of society. So uh, the ambassador uh, of gender equality, what she can do is to, uh, to tell about those experiences, answer to the questions, how did you do that? And uh, what is it good for? Uh, you know that Finland is um, in many, many international comparisons, we are very high up in what comes to to economic uh, development, uh, uh, also uh, sustainability. Uh, what is the happiest country in the world? Well, that's Finland. <laughs> that's a UN, uh, UN study that has been uh, done for some years and four times in a row, we, we, we were chosen as the happiest country of the world. So we think that the happiness uh, has a lot to do with the fact that uh, women are an integral party, a part of, of our society. And so, um, of course, uh, uh, in the world, uh, there are different needs and uh, uh, cultures are different. I know that in some countries, women uh, are not that much uh, involved in politics and economics, but uh, we are really convinced that uh, it makes sense. Then there, of course, in international organizations, we are struggling to protect women's rights. There was this Beijing conference, and uh, we are still uh, still making paving our way to a world where women have uh, full rights and uh, possibilities to to make the best out of uh, their lives. So uh, it's a very dear dear theme to us. Reflecting on what you were saying there about the happiness index, I couldn't help but thinking if it wasn't for the efforts that you've done to involve women 
you wouldn't have been able to achieve the, the, the highest rating on the happiness index because if 50% of your population is dissatisfied, it will always drag the, that dimension down. And I think it's an amazing indicator. Usually I'm always looking at indicators which are very, I'd say, like about hard skills, uh, whether it's about educational attainment, uh, political representation. And here with the happiness indicator or index, it, it's such a wonderful change. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, it is. And, uh, but... Uh... I think those other other criteria that you mentioned they are also very important. Uh, it's just uh, like if you want to sell something, if you sell uh, want to sell something to women, it's essential to have a woman as a seller because women know women's needs much better than a man can do. I, I think it's as simple as that. When it comes to to government. Who else uh, knows uh, what it needs uh, for a government to be uh, to fulfill uh, the needs of, of citizens? You need uh, people from uh, uh, different backgrounds. You need both women and men. You need uh, old. You need uh, young people. You need um, women who who have uh, small children. You need women who are already uh, at a mature age. So uh, that kind of, uh, uh, I mean, you cannot make decisions if uh, if those people who represent you are, let's say, only males. That doesn't give a good, uh, good uh, outcome. Yes, we agree with you there. And going back to my comfort zone of, let's say, the harder facts, The 2020 Global Gender Gap Index measures the extent of gender-based gaps along four dimensions, which are economic participation and opportunity, educational attainment, health and survival, and political empowerment. And looking at the progress to date, we've got about another 95 years for sub-Saharan Africa to close these gaps. South Africa is currently ranked 17th. Finland, however, came in at third out of 153 countries. You also have a female prime minister, one of the youngest in the world, Sanna Marin, and she's Finland's third female prime minister. Ambassador, please tell us what Finland is doing right to close these gender gaps. First of all, I would like to commend uh, South Africa because South Africa has been ranked 17th, which is not at all a bad, bad result. And you have uh, roughly half of your, your ministers in the cabinet uh, that are women. So uh, I wouldn't uh, see the situation um, uh, that bad. I think it's uh, becoming much better. But uh, what has Finland, what are we doing right I think is it is uh, all starts from getting women in politics and economic life. So that's like uh, women in the parliament and municipal councils. They make those decisions that uh, close uh, gender gaps. And uh, of course, laws are very important. You mentioned that you have a fantastic le- legislation. Yes, but of course, the laws must be put into uh, practice as well. So uh, I would take up also uh, uh, role models. I would like to take up 
our first uh, female president, Tarja Halonen. She showed a wonderful example. Uh, during the 12 years, she was uh, our president, also a commander in chief. That, that really changed our country. So there were uh, little boys in the, uh, in the schools who had only seen a woman as a president. And uh, I heard that in some classrooms, uh, boys were asking, well, is it possible for boys also to become presidents? So that's really a change of mindset uh, that comes when you see women in, uh, in leading, leading positions. And uh, I would say that uh, here in South Africa, you have also good, uh, good role models. And uh, I, I just attended one meeting with uh, your foreign minister, uh, Bandor, and uh, she, uh, she has declared this year, the year of Charlotte Maheke. But one, one thing on how to close the gender caps, I think we need to make uh, all, uh, all women uh, visible, like uh, important women in our his history. They should be made uh, visible. Uh, we all know that history is written by uh, most uh, is mostly written by men, and uh, we tend to forget uh, the role of women uh, in history. Of course, some scientists come through, like uh, like Marie Curie and uh, Charlotte Maheke. I think uh, she uh, she hasn't uh, been presented very much in public, although he was uh, she was one of the founders of the ANC. So uh, there are many examples I, I, which uh, you, you, uh, you write about women, and I think it's uh, many times up to women to write about women. We have this uh, very interesting young woman, uh, Linda Liukas. I, I, I'm sure you don't um, recall her name, but uh, she's a, a writer. She writes to uh, children about uh, coding, girls coding, uh, how to learn digital skills, uh, how to, to work with computers. And uh, her books, uh, I'm certain they, they, they can be found in South Africa as well. And uh, Linda Lucas just gave an interview uh, because she wanted to know if there were any, any women uh, that were part of the uh, information technology history. And actually she found uh, quite a few of them, but of course uh, the whole world is only speaking about uh, Steve Jobs or, or people alike. So you just need to dig them out and uh, show people that women have been there always. They have a very important role in the society. You've expressed some really important points there. And I think my key takeout is about promoting the visibility of women, because if they are more visible in what they're doing, their various achievements, their accomplishments, that does influence both the way that men think as well as women. So in the example you gave where schoolboys who had never known anything else other than a female president, asking the question if boys could also be presidents. So I think that Issues of, of visibility are very important to showcase women and to help their development. 
Hi, this is Lira, South African Afro Soul singer and songwriter. You're listening to Womanity, Women in Unity, presented by Dr. Amelia Malka on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, a program that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggle for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, and democracy. Today, we're talking to the ambassador of Finland to South Africa, who is also the non-resident ambassador of Finland to Botswana, Lesotho, and Mauritius, and Lamila. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Ambassador, we're coming towards the end of the show now. And a question I'd like to ask you is about your personal journey. And this relates to some of the factors of success that you feel have contributed uh, to your accomplishments. What would you say have been some of the key drivers to your success? I think it's uh, very important to, uh, to be curious, be interested about uh, what you are doing. And uh, in my job, getting to know the country, understanding uh, what's happening and uh, be ready for uh, quick uh, decision-making, be ready to, to go to new places. Uh, that's how I feel uh, that has driven myself uh, in my career. And of course, you need to, to have some luck. I think this is, uh, this is something important. But uh, having luck is often because you go into new situations and you are ready to do things, even though uh, you're not 100% sure if, if you are really good to do that. I think you need to open your mouth tell about yourself, not to be too shy. I very much myself uh, count on intuition. And uh, I, I uh, try to go to, to choose my jobs so that uh, I know that I can make them. But I always need something where I'm not yet uh, skilled. But I, uh, I'm uh, certain that as I have already some good background, then I can uh, learn new things. And it's very important to have a work that you love. And uh, if I don't know something, I ask. I think that's also uh, very good. And what has helped me personally also in my career is that uh, in a very early stage in the foreign ministry, we were young women. We entered into the ministry, which was that time very male and uh, not understanding the needs of women, we were, uh, like, my course was uh, introduced uh, to the uh, political chief. He was staring at us and he was saying, oh, my, um, more than half of you will be pregnant in a couple of years' time. So today this would be unheard because it would be considered harassment. But uh, as a matter of fact, uh, most of us uh, got pregnant. Myself, I got uh, three kids and uh, I keep on working. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very privileged that in my country we can uh, join uh, the family life and uh, working uh, life. But uh, really what uh, uh, we found also that it was good to have a women network. So 
together with my colleagues, we, we had these uh, women lunches and we discussed all the things that were difficult to us or we shared our experiences and we support, supported each other also. If we were in positions that we could uh, like um, uh, enhance the career of a woman, we did so. And we, we helped younger colleagues, so we, we were mentoring you know, that uh, that has been very essential. And uh, I have had some good mentors as well. Those are some things that I would like to share. I think they are very practical tips, which anyone could be able to implement. And I, I really love your four main drivers of curiosity, luck, having your voice, making sure you use it, as well as intuition. One thing I wanted to ask you before we go to the last part of the show is when you spoke about the fact that you've got three children, that you continued with your career and work. I know that Finland has got a very, uh, in compared to South Africa, generous paternity leave system, which I think is up to something like 54 days, if, if I'm correct. And I can't help but wonder if that aspect of sharing the burden of family life between mothers and fathers helps women in terms of going back to work and also understanding that a family is between mothers and fathers. Childcare is not just relegated to the woman. Yes, uh, yes, of course, uh, maternity and paternity leaves are, are very important. We just had a new law in Finland where Mother gets uh, approximately half a year, then the father gets approximately a half a year, and then they together can have, uh, uh, one of them can get uh, still uh, another half half year to take care of, of, of the child. It helps women to go back to work, but it's also a question about the right of a father to spend time with uh, his, uh, his uh, child. I think it's also like a human rights question. But uh, yes, you are right. We need those uh, maternity and paternity leaves. And it's in the legislation. So uh, when you get pregnant, you know that uh, your job will be there. Nobody takes it away from you. So you have a certain certainty on, on that you can go on with your career. And um, I think personally that uh, being a mother helps you uh, in your work, then later on, you become much more organized because you have so many things to take care of. And to, of course, uh, together with your husband. And uh, in my our case, also my husband uh, has been uh, a pillar uh, in, in my life. One of the things that I really enjoy about doing this show is, is hearing new perspectives. And honestly, this is the first time that someone has said, as part of the attributes of being a mother makes you a more organized person, which is completely true, but you're the first person to voice it on the show. Yeah, well, I can tell you, I, uh, I once was um, uh, suggested, uh, I, I needed a person in my team, and then somebody asked, well, would you be willing to take uh, one, one person? She wants to work part-time because she's got two small kids. And I said, yes. I will take her because uh, know what? That person made the job like if she would have been full-time, but she did it in a shorter time. Uh, she was great. 
Uh, and uh, my instinction, that was uh, correct. And um, I was so happy with her and we are very good friends nowadays. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. And finally, as we close off our conversation today, please could you share a few words of wisdom or inspiration that you'd like to share with girls and women in Africa who are listening to us? Yes. Um, what I wanted to say is that uh, trust on yourself. You can support other women. Be solidary. And I, I'm totally agreeing with Madeleine Albright when she said there is a special place in hell for women who do not help other women. So really, as a woman, I think we need to support other women. We shouldn't be too shy. We shouldn't be too nice. And I urge that the listeners, the girls and women who are listening to us now, they should uh, open their mouth also when they have something good to, uh, to say and not to be too shy. And uh, I think what is very important as well is when you are a mother, please raise your, your kids on an equal uh, basis. Encourage your children be they boys or girls. And uh, I think the mindset is very important that you really think about yourself. Are you treating uh, boys and girls equally? One thing uh, also I would like to share, if you don't know something, ask. And uh, you can be sure that uh, your questions will be answered. <laughs> Fantastic advice. Thank you so much for joining us, Ambassador. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you, Amaleya, and uh, thank you for the South African Broadcasting Company. It's, uh, it was great to, to be able to participate in this program and looking forward to seeing and hearing from you in the future. We wish you all the very best with the rest of your tenure in the four countries that you are serving and success in all of the different programs that you have got on the table now and I'm sure will be developing in the future. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman and Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to the Ambassador of Finland to South Africa, Botswana, Lesotho and Mauritius, Anne Lamila.